how to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it! Every time you cancel on a friend, a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola energy. Energy you want, taste you love. All right? Yeah. Because I'm going to bed. Hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Men and Women Talk, the Mars Venus Show. I am one of your hosts, Kente, all the way live from Los Angeles, California. Sorry about that. And I am joined by my wonderful co-host, the one and only Shannon Ford Jefferson. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Um, I'm. I feel good. It's a little chilly on the chilly side of the game, but other than that, no, everything is good. I'm. It was chilly. What's the weather like today? Uh, somebody said it was sixty. I'm pretty sure it's it's uh, colder than that. I don't I believe that it's. And left for work, and it was fifty-four. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It, it's freezing. It, it it feels cold. And uh uh oh hey Dr. Amira's in the house. She talked about her mirror her mirror, I'm sorry. Her uh internet is cold. I mean her internet is cold. Her internet is working. Where am I talking about? Uh oh Ryan's in the house. What's up, Ryan? Uh it says Facebook user. Uh it says, Hey guys, um Facebook user, can you just uh put your name? I don't know why it's not showing your actual name name. Um but if you could do that for me, I would appreciate it. Um, man, it's a new year, and I am so happy to uh, to be here to chop it up with you. Uh, and you know what, man? I'm happy. You know, I'm alive. You know, uh, my family's doing pretty well. Yep. You know? So we're going to do it big this year. Jen. Hey, what's up, Jen? And um, Ryan's going to join us as well. Hey, Jen, girl. Yeah. So um, um, before we get into what the topic of the show is, um, you know, you are famously a writer, right? What's up, Andre? Famously a writer. Famously a writer. Yep, sure. And uh, how often do you write? Not as often as I used to. Mm, I know you're a busy lady. Um, so, but I try to write something every day. Mm-hmm. I think for the last maybe six or seven days, I've kind of gotten off of that schedule. Right. But since the year has started, what are we, 34 days into the new year? Mm-hmm. So I probably did 27, eight days of that. Oh, okay. All right. Know. That's pretty good, though. That's pretty good. Are you one of those people who is mad critical about, you know, your writing? Are you know, no, no, not, not really. And mm-hmm. um, um, until I see it in print. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Doctor Amira, for showing the love. Oh, okay. Well, I'm one of those people that man, I'm very critical of myself, so. You know, and for good reasons, a lot of times, 
sometimes I think I'm being anal, you know, um, past the point of sanity. Yeah. And I know there's sometimes though, like I know a lot of people, right. Who they do stuff that's creative and they can't figure out an ending point, you know? And it's like, at some point you do got to end. Right. Yeah. There's some, right. And I know there's, you know, I have, I've had that problem. I think I'm better at it than I was in the past, you know, getting to an ending point. So, um, I don't know. It's something that I'm dealing with in this new year. And, um, I am, uh, I'm really happy that, uh, that it's something that I, I'm, um, work on. Joining us is Brother Ryan or Brand Savant. What's going on? Not much, man. We're just talking about being a creative person and, you know, learning how, you know, sometimes you, you got to end. You work on something, you work on something, and you got to get to that end point and turn in your work. So, yeah. you know, it's kind of hard when you are kind of a perfectionist. You know, you just like you, you you'll be like, uh, what's that album that Dre is supposed to have done? Uh, Detox, yeah. <laughs> where he's still 20 years later, he's like still working on it, you know. So uh, and then finally, I think he just said, I'm not going to put it out, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, I feel you. I feel you. but, you know, we're, we're going to get into our topic tonight. But there's another thing, too, is. There's people who are like. They're uh, professional students. They've been in. They've been at UCLA since '94. <laughs> you know, '94. Right, and not as a teacher, as a student. You know, and it's like, you know, it's like, dude, you've been working on your degree for like 20 years. What? When are you getting this degree? Okay, like, and what are you gonna do with this degree? It's like, the field is gonna be gone by the time you get it. <laughs> you know, it's like, it always cracks me up. You know, I mean, on one hand, you got to give them credit for doing it, but. At some point, you got to get the rest of your credits and get out of school, man. So, yeah, that that's another thing, too. But that's not the topic for today. The topic for the day, and I'm so glad that you, you wanted to join us because it's I think this is right up your wheelhouse. It's um, the first topic of 2020 is how aggressive should we seek love? And, um, you know, I have a lot of feelings on that but I, you know what I like to do Shannon I like to paint a picture right so let me paint a picture first to you Shannon and then to Ryan okay alright so here's a woman who went to college right she got a degree once she got that degree she said you know what another four years right so now you know she got her second right she gets into the job market right and yeah there's guys that pop up come around who's interested Mm -hmm. they want to hook up right Mm -hmm. but she's like you know what nose to the grindstone I'm building something here. So she puts guys off to the side, right? In her 20s. Then she starts working on her career. 
She gets to her mid-30s, right? She got a nice car. Back in the day, remember, it was the Mercedes-Benz was like the car of the sister that's like upperly mobile. You know, it's like they all had they all had Mercedes, you know. Uh, what's the car now, though? What, what, if, I think, uh, what's the car now for the sister that is uh, doing good? She's independent. Uh, if you put it in the chat room, what's the, the sister car of the, the independent sister, you know? Um, but it, back in the day, though, it was uh, the Mercedes was, you know, whatever she has a Mercedes. Huh? Whatever she chooses. Escalade. Remember the Escalade and the Lexus for a minute. Um, but anyway, so she got, and I know a lot of stories like this. She got the nice house. She got the great job, great position. She makes six figures. You know, she comes home after a hard day's work, bottle of wine, puts on some Sade, you know, go to sleep by herself. And next day, rinse, wash and repeat. So now she's 36, seven. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, damn. Give me a, a Hummer. Hilarious. Uh, Jen is hilarious, but now she's like, um, man, I really want kids. Yeah, I mean, my, my homegirl, Stacy, she not doing as well as me. She married that mechanic dude. They got three kids. Huh? No, no. I, Hey, I look. I don't have no problem with it. I like, hey, a good mechanic is is definitely useful, right? So she don't have, you know, she don't have somebody to, to cuddle up with at night. Maybe back in the day, some of her colleagues, she would go out with, have a drink. Maybe, you know, got the high hard one every once in a while. But she never settled down with anybody. So now she's in her mid to late 30s. And now. It's like I have no kids and I don't have really good dating prospects. I want to get married like I want to get married. I want to. um, I want to have a family. And now that that ticking time bomb tick 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 is going so now I have a short window I have a short window to get it done because once you get past what 43 4 5 it gets difficult right I mean we can look at Janet Jackson I hate when people say well Janet Jackson did it at 50 Janet Jackson is what worth a half a billion. <laughs> you know, she has uh, access to things that we will never have access to. You know what I'm saying? Um, so now it's like, how aggressive should she be in trying to find love to try to settle down um, at this point? Um, so I'm going to go to you first, Shannon. Um, what do you think? I, I painted a picture. And I'm gonna paint a picture for a guy too. Don't don't worry. 
I mean, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, if she really is desiring to be with a significant other and have a mate and get married and have children, mm-hmm. then she should probably make herself available in terms of going to places where she could meet people who would be worth meeting mm-hmm. um, and engaging them. Because it's one thing to go to a place where you can meet people. It's actually engaging in conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Um, is there a stigma in your mind, uh, Shannon, of women past thirties or maybe early forties who maybe love hasn't hit them yet. And now they're actively looking. Do you feel like there's, there's a stigma? Um, I mean, for some, there are, um, with the biological clock ticking, mm-hmm. trying to, be like everyone else in their friend circle or, you know, meeting the quota of people who ask over and over again, oh, you're not married, you don't have kids, as if something is wrong with her. Mm-hmm. Um, no, yeah. I I think there's a stigma attached to it, but I think how you deal with that is your prerogative. I mean, I could care less, I couldn't care less what people think as it relates to me being single and childless. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, Ryan, what do you think? How aggressive should she be? I mean, you know, when you're 20, you can be like, oh, I, you know, it's a bag of seashells. You know, uh, you know, it'll come when it comes. But then once you start getting past a certain age, it's like, do I go looking? Do I shake the tree? <laughs> you know, and hopefully he'll fall out. Like, I mean, how, what do you suggest? Well, I, I don't know if I, there's anything to suggest. Mm-hmm. I I personally think that if you want it, you'll go looking for it and you'll be aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. I think that when you're when you're single, um, there is like there there is a there when you're in your twenties, it's okay, right? You know, because you can go out with friends and stuff like that. But when people start settling down and they have barbecues, you know, you got couples that don't want to invite you because they know you're not with somebody. Um, There's a lot of social constraints that are involved in having someone in your life. And then also we're not getting any younger. Right. Um, It's always nice to have someone around in in case something goes wrong. You know, there's Mm -hmm. a lot of implications. And then of course, you know, having the goal of having children. I I don't know what that's like to have that biological clock ticking. I'm not a woman. Right. Right. But, you know, I, I, I think that, you know, I, there's nothing I could suggest. I think that if you really believe that that's what's going to make you happy, then go after what makes you happy. The, the, um, although I guess the contrasting statement would be that, uh, we, you can't rush love. Right. And, you know, and we are in a different time. And I keep on saying this because some people are brought up with the ideology that I need to get married or, or get my education, get good job, buy a house, get married and all these other things. And they have it all set in place. That's how it was in the 1900s. Mm-hmm. We're in the 2000s where both women and men, and I've said this on multiple shows, both men, women and men are, are equally providing. So the stigma of being in a relationship and having kids and being married, you know, it, it has changed. 
uh, not the stigma, but I guess the tradition of marriage right. has changed. And, you know, and then women have been rising uh, in terms of, um, you know, economic growth um, and status. You know, so there's there's a larger gap between men and women when it comes to, you know, careers, etc. So then you add those extra levels um, that are preventing people from getting together. So there's a lot of women that are in power positions that, you know, can't find anyone because they can't find someone that relates to them on that level. So you have a lot of pressure. So I, I think that like you you when you add that on top of the pressures of just trying to have someone fall in love with you, you know, creates a lot of, um, dynamics, right? And right. some people are willing to lower their standards. Some people aren't. Right. No, very well said. I, very well said. Um, now I'm not trying to be gross or, um, I'm not trying to be gross or disgusting what I'm about to say. So, but I really, oh, Shirley. Hey, Shirley, Ebony, D, uh, Bobby, all in the chat room. I'm not trying to be disgusting what I'm about to say, but I really want to, want to ask this question. Okay. Do you think at a certain point, and believe me, we're going to get to the fellas, you know, so I don't want to think that it's just going to be one-sided. We're going to get to the fellas, you know, so, um, you know. So we're going to get to the fellas. I don't want you to think that it's going to be uh, one-sided um, about uh, this topic. Yeah. So uh, hold on one one real quick second. Uh, uh, hey, Ryan, just tell everybody quick about your, your program. Just give me a second. Okay. Uh, my name What's is Ryan this? Perez. I am owner huh? and founder of Hustle Zone TV. It's words. a oh. black owned, um, black operated uh, media changed. company. So we do podcasts. We do uh, oh. we, we 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 make content for I've Instagram on my and desk. For, for YouTube, and then we're starting our own my, website uh, that will be kind of like Netflix. Yeah, it's in a white for, it's in a white for, thing for for black um, and urban content. So um, and then we'll have a social media network tied to that. So that's you know that's pretty much what what I do. All right. Uh, um, and we'll talk more about it, too, as it goes on. And I want to welcome Andre, who came into the chat room as well. So and he and recently he's done some great shows. Um, and uh, yeah, William Hung. She banged. She banged from. She uh, banged. She banged. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had William Hung on the show. And, you know, we have a lot of people lined up for the show, people that you've seen on movies. Um, we just locked in someone. I can't say who. Idris Elba. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate yeah. it. I hate it when people do that though. They'll be like, "Oh, is it Idris Elba?" Or they'll say this: "If you get Idris Elba on your show, I'll definitely listen to that." I'm like, "Really? Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, bro." Yeah. You know. So okay. So all right. So I'm not trying to be gross or anything like that, but I'm gonna definitely uh, start with Shannon on this one. Do you feel like when you're a woman? Time out. Uh -huh. I thought we were doing the guy part now. No, no, no. We're going to get to that. But I wanted to, to cover this before we move on to the guy. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my God, really? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, no. Um, 
So, um, okay, so this woman that we've painted a picture for who is looking for love, right? She's really looking for love. She's looking for to settle down. Is, does she do herself a disservice by having a friend that okay. handles business when she needs it? If she's serious about being with somebody, mm-hmm. then yes. Oh, okay. So can you talk to why you would believe that that might hinder her pursuit? I mean, because does it, does it stop once she gets in a serious relationship? Does she share this information with this person that she's engaged with in mm-hmm. terms of conversation and then dating? Mm-hmm. Because that's what the goal is. I think if you're going to be serious about moving into a relationship with someone, you should cut the ties with everybody else. I mean, you can't receive anything with a closed fist. Right. And I, I'm going to get to what you feel like, Ryan. I, I Look, you look. You grown. You could do whatever you like, but sometimes free, freezer. Grown choices come with grown. Right. Like if you want some freezer penis, cool. But sometimes I feel like it can be a crutch too, because look at Ryan's face. Uh, because what happens is, um, instead of looking like you'll fall back on something that's kind of easy, you know, and this is not the kind of no condemnation of don't think I'm doing that. I, I totally understand if you have an itch that needs to be scratched, but that is like, that could be an issue. Like when you're really looking for, um, to try to settle down, you know, and it could be a crutch. So sometimes those people that we use, or I don't want to say we use, but we have in, in that aspect of our life, a lot of times, Right. They end up <laughs> um, that uh, they they end up being like a block, a roadblock to you really look getting what you really need because they can provide one aspect of mm-hmm. a relationship, but they can't give you anything else. Uh, like I said, when you're in your 20s, your 30s, I understand. But, you know, at a certain point, I wonder, though. And and please speak in the chat room if you what you think about it, and I'll read your comments. What do you think, Ryan? Um, do you think that that could be a hindrance to when you have it on freeze in the freezer? You know what? What you have is what you have, and mm-hmm. I think that um, you know the grass looks greener on the other side. But you know what? We can't tell the future, and sometimes people will keep on letting people go in their lives instead of developing relationships with the person that they're with. Um, they'll let people go and then end up single and then just kind of price themselves out in the market, you mm-hmm. know, because you, you, there's a point where you, you get too old to go to the club, right? You know, you get too old to, you know, um, there's just certain, like the avenues and venues start to shut down. Right. So, you know, when you, if you have someone in your life that you, that cares about you, but may not be your first pick, Mm-hmm. You know, you can't make them your first pick. You're just going to have to find ways of working around it. It's a, it's like, you know, there's no set rule right. to this. But, <laughs> you know, you are, with, you know, sometimes you just, you have to kind of have a, you kind of have to figure it out. You have to figure out where you place yourself in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Because um, like in the dating marketplace, you just have to know yourself because, I mean, um, and you know, and if you have someone that likes you, you know, take care of them, build the relationships because no matter what, even if you find the person that checks all the things off your list, they may not be the right person for you. They may be abusive or what have you. Right. You still have to develop a relationship no matter who it is. 
So, you know, and that's what we forget because like I went to relationships counseling for the first time in my life and had to, I realized that relationships are deep. If you just want to mess around with somebody, you mess around with them. Right. But when you actually want to get to know a person and know their aspirations and, and you have to, you have to negotiate between what you want and what they want to, 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 to build a partnership. So, you know, I just think that you, you know, you don't just drag someone off the street and be with them because once you invest time in them, it's really hard to, uh, you know, there's, there are, there are constraints. You better say that again. What up, Anthony? I haven't uh, talked to Anthony in a minute. Moon yeah. Yeah. What's up, Anthony? We got to chop it up, man. Um, okay. So we'll go back to the freezer, uh, but we'll talk about it in another aspect. I go back to the freezer. In another aspect. All right. So I'm going to paint a picture. For those who don't know, the name of this episode is called How Aggressive Should We Seek Love? Um, we talked about the ladies now we're gonna talk about the guys so i'm about to paint a picture uh hopefully um ryan will be there because uh, i was going to set it up for ryan first um but all right i'll start painting my picture all right so we got a gentleman right and he's a he is uh very successful with the ladies right so he's having a good time man he is a, he's a, uh, you know, he's he out there, you know, he's in the streets, right? He's enjoying his different ladies, girlfriends, whatnot, you know, in his 20s. He's sowing his oats, right? Not worried about, you know, he's, he, but he's uh, also, he's keeping it, um, he's keeping everything tight because he's not getting anybody pregnant. Right. And let's say he, you know, he's pretty successful at whatever he does. Is this about me? <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> you know what? Low key, I guess. Low key. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so this brother gets in his 30s. Hasn't settled down. He watches homeboys get married young. Maybe he's like, I want to do it, but not right now. Uh, <laughs> and then now this brother is now gotten in his thirties. Uh, I said thirties, his uh, mid thirties. Now he's creeping up on his forties and now he's like, dang, I ain't got no legacy. I ain't got no kids. I ain't got no wife. Okay. I want to settle down. So I'm a man who's successful, right? So it should be easy, right? It should be easy. I'm handsome. You know, I got swag to me, man. I'm about to, I'm about to, you know what? 2018, I'm about to give me a wife. 2018 go by. <laughs> Says it about me again. <laughs> 2018 go by. Wait a minute. Dang. None of these relationships are going nowhere. 2019 go by. None of these relationships are going nowhere. Nobody. I want to settle down. So now he's like, you know, I don't want to be 50 with a one-year-old. So it's like, should I just let, <laughs> I'm about to be a single father. <laughs> so Ryan, should brother man aggressively continue to seek love? Should he, um, you know, should he just, hey, man, it's going to happen. 
I'm a handsome, successful guy, right? A wife is gonna fall out of some one of these trees. I'm a sh- I keep shaking them. So what do you think? Get a dating coach. Really? Get a dating <laughs> coach. You know, no, I, but you know, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. um, I think like you can find anyone anytime. You know, mm-hmm. you just have, you got to go to church. You got to be in social gatherings, and you got to build. You know, the problem is a lot of us don't build relationships with the people that we know mm-hmm. we don't want to be friends with them and if you know so there's like this fine line between relationship and friendship and it seems like these don't cross um and people just in when you see someone that likes you or likes your pictures you you enforce yourself on them and you don't really develop those relationships and a lot of these dudes don't know how to develop relationships because you got to think you know we like how we used to pick up women mm-hmm. is different now oh big time big time we could just like i remember there's this uh, nice girlfriend her name was nicole <laughs> Not at church. Um, i saw her on the train station and i was like you know i had i had bandana i had contacts in and everything and i was like <laughs> what's up? you know and um like those days have gone you can't just holla 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 all the time anymore right so you know like things have changed so yeah. I think that for these brothers, they don't know how to talk and how to build a relationship. You know, they don't know how to send a message on Tinder and, and how to, uh, you know, to 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 peak interest and stuff. So, I mean, um, you know, yeah, brother, it, like because, again, like I think that you should I, I don't think people should be alone. Right. But I, I do think that people should be actively looking. But at the same time, what I would recommend um, and what I've thought of even for myself is get involved, yeah. you know, get into a like, you know, because there's nothing that from what I heard women like is a guy that has his stuff going on. Right. And it doesn't matter if he's a golfer or he's into soccer, but has some sort of passion and he doesn't look like a loser. That's just, you know, um, online waiting for for his uh, woman to come around. But a guy that's actively in his lifestyle, because you're most likely going to meet someone in the things that you're you're into right like having some sort of passion mm-hmm. but you know things have changed like you 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 are going to be associated like the older we get we're not going to have those opportunities to holla 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 right you know and you're just gonna have to learn to build relationships with people and and see where it goes oh you can jump in uh brother anthony i'll, I'll send you the link uh, it's a little different because I, I don't think he's been on uh, this. No, uh, I don't know if I made any sense. No, you made you made great sense, and uh, um, I think uh, you just got to click that link that I just sent you, Anthony. Um, and uh, in Chrome, she said, "I never dated a man just because he had a hobby." <laughs> and she said, "The problem is that men." think uh let me pull it back up on the screen the no the problem is that men think they have all the time in the world and relish the bachelor lifestyle that's that's definitely was me uh they don't value marriage or long-term relationships and even when they realize they want to settle down they can't change their life mindset no i i i agree uh i definitely agree with that and it, it's hard though you know it's hard because once you get you know you do kind of uh, like marriage scares me or it scared me, I should say. Like you said, scared. No, no, no. 
I'm talking about because it seemed like all my buddies who were married were miserable, you know, and I just, you know, that was one of the things. Right. And uh, so but now the idea of being married or having a family and stuff, it's beautiful. Right. Um, So, yeah, my mindset has definitely changed uh, big time. So um, I don't know. I just, you know, it's one of those things. uh, You know, Stephanie is right, though, because I definitely didn't want to do it when I was in my 20s. Okay, so let me ask this question too uh, to you, Ryan. Do does the uh, uh, wait? Hold on a second. Let's let's get this first. Uh, Andre says, or men that value marriage don't rush into marrying the wrong person. Interesting. Uh, right. Um. So we talked about the penis in the freezer. When you're actually really looking for you know, to settle down and all that does the coochie in the freezer, does that in, do you think that that could possibly, uh, you know, the coochie in the freezer, does that, uh, does, do you think that hurts, uh, men in their process of settling down? If you have a bunch in the freezer that you can go to at any time, does, do you think that hurts at a certain age? What do you mean it hurts? Can you clarify that? When I say hurts is like, it's like uh, That's a horrible analogy, anyway. But coochie in the freezer. Yeah, I mean it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said, "I believe that, Andre." Uh, uh, men also give off the vibe that they're waiting for the next thing for women like me. That's a turnoff. Mm. Um, no, what I'm saying is, if you're really looking, like sometimes when you're looking, you're saying to yourself. I want this specific thing, but right. then you do something that is not in league with that. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah. Because like at the end of the day, it's, uh, I think to be honest with you, mm-hmm. just listen to like, if you replay back what you just said, mm-hmm. I'm looking for this thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that we have like, cause I think for men, we just have this object in our head of what, what we want. Mm-hmm. Like, man, needs to have thick thighs and this and that we you know like at least i did i can speak for myself mm-hmm. i you know i had this idea but you know like i said before it's like you know i don't i i think that when you get down to it when you when it comes to relationships deep down inside we know um what we want is not necessarily what we need in our life mm. you know what i mean and we will find someone that may not be on that that list that will satisfy those needs and, you know, and so on and so forth. But I, I, I don't think, I think when it comes to people and relationships, it's hard to objectify how people get connected because you're connected with someone because you're connected with them some through some way, whether you have a good conversation with them or, you know, they just cook you really good food or whatever it is. It's human. It, everything about it is human. And we just forget that because we have these ideas. We watch, maybe we watch too much, like, you know, uh, television or porn or whatever. We have these ideas of what our mates are supposed to be. And, you know, but in real life, people are not like that. Like, you know, our partners are not like that of what we envision. You know, sometimes we just have to let love. Let me, let me ask, let me ask Anthony. I'll, I'll put it in a different way besides the coochie in the freezer. 
Okay, I'm so like, uh, I was like, explain that to me. Why is it in the freezer? I don't understand. <laughs> well, you can take it out whenever you want, and then just put it back in the freezer until you're ready to. <laughs> <laughs> you thaw it out. Yeah, you start out. <laughs> right. So what I'm what I was basically saying is, once you get to a certain age and you haven't been married yet, or you haven't had kids, or you, or there's something that you're looking to do, if you have too much of that, because we said penis in the freezer for a woman. If like, does that kind of does that hinder you at a certain point? Because it's it, it almost seems like it's like a fallback, like, you know, like a safe space. Right. So should you be singularly focused like, OK, I'm looking for what I'm looking for as far as a mate. So I'm not going to do these side missions. You know, I'm trying to beat Grand Theft Auto. I'm not trying to play the side missions. <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> uh, kind of. So what's the question? Um, so, like, I mean, do you feel like at a certain point that maybe if you have a bunch of, you know, side missions, you know, lined up, that maybe it might be in some way hurting your your chances at really settling it down because you have so many things else? I don't know. I feel like, man, it's always a, uh, it's, it's a couple of things that I've seen. It's a meme that I saw one time, was, it, it, well, recently that said that, you won't find your soulmate until you let go of your playmates. Mm. So I heard that. And I'm just like, eh, I can see where they were going with it. I don't know if I completely agree. And then um, hold Chris on, Rock wait. said, hold on. Roll that tape back. You don't <laughs> completely agree? I don't know if I can see it. If, like, you won't find your soulmate. Is it because you might find your, your, your soulmate might have been the playmate. And it's like, oh, this is something no deeper than what no we were just playmate? talking about. Huh? Was your soulmate your playmate? That's a good question. Tune in next time. So, um, and, uh, oh, but the other thing Chris Rock said, you know, the prolific Chris Rock said that uh, it's always a brother in the wood pile. Right. Like, whether you have the breaking case of emergency or not, on, on either side, I feel like there's somebody waiting in the wings for you to either realize who they are, you know what I mean, or who they want to be in your life. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, waiting for you to make a decision on who it is that you want to be with. So I don't really know if it's a thing of. I think the reserve is necessary. Just to mm-hmm. uh, now, how how active you are with that reserve. I mean, you got fire extinguishers, but how often do you use a fire extinguisher in the house? That's you know true. So that's true. Um, just because you have that reserve, don't mean you activate it. And I mean, it's always somebody that's waiting in the wings. You know what I mean? Waiting to to take advantage of the space that you may open up for them. So I don't really know if that hinders your progress as far as getting a, uh, you know, finding your soulmate. Or, and that's a soulmate is a whole other conversation. So find, finding love, whether or not you should pursue it uh, aggressively, I don't really feel like you should uh, or anybody should put it at that point. Well, a, a, a term I, I've used before on the show, and I'll use it again, is the ghost of Dick Pass. Where, and you could use that the same thing for guys, the ghost of Vagina Pass. <laughs> where it, it's like always hovering around in the you know, you at some point you're gonna need a, a you know a priest with some sage to get rid of it, you know, and sometimes that dick in the glass or coochie in the freezer sometimes can kind of hover it kind of hovers like you know like that you know it follows you know like it just you know kind of just stakes around and I really feel like in not all situations but in a lot of situations I think sometimes it does hinder because 
sometimes I feel like you do got to break loose of that sometimes. I've I've felt like I had a situation like that in the past, and I think that was holding me back. Well, you can say I'm not married now, so maybe it didn't work. Maybe I should have just kept it. But, um, you know, but I don't know, man. Like, it's something to think about, though, because I think some people who you may um, bump uglies with, you know, you got to really think about, like, are they really good for you to continue to do that with? You know what I mean? I mean, well, you may enjoy it, like on a physical. You thought about that before you bumped uglies with them. Like, that if part. you're not setting boundaries right from the jump, and you're so associating yourself with 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 people, <laughs> then that says a lot about your self esteem. And you know, I said it in the comments. Like, when you treat people, especially women, like playthings, like men, we can go like we like the dick in the glass case. That's a metaphor for us because we'll <laughs> stick around. We'll wait for, for some ass, for some TNA, right? We'll wait. Um, women don't, you know, like after a while, she'll come She'll come up to your doorstep with some food. She'll be like, hey, baby, I'll cook you some food. <laughs> she'll be showing up at your work and start adding all your friends. Right. And she already got you locked down. So you can't just go and randomly just keep on you know because especially if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the bedroom really good she's not gonna leave you alone right so like you can't just play with people's hearts and lead them on that way because you're gonna get yourself in trouble i don't think it's a thing of leading people alone because if you set the boundaries as you have mentioned that that eliminates the i think the, the playing with people i think one of the issues that i've come across is that people aren't individually emotionally responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, they're also not emotionally intelligent. And so even for interactions that I've had, let's say tw- in 2019, some of them, um, I was a, my foresight allowed me to, be, to, I guess, the vision to see who was not emotionally responsible. So therefore, in order for me to not find myself in a precarious position, I now have to not only be emotionally responsible for myself, but also for this woman because what she says versus her actions, you know, they contradict. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make this. There was a situation where I had to refrain or decline. And I declined for a good year and a half. And I still think she really has gotten the message. But because she stated that she would have been okay with a physical engagement, Mm -hmm. and I saw otherwise then I had to really retract, you know, my own, retract my penis from the equation because (laughs) you say this, but I can already see based on these little things that you're trying to mask, you're trying to, I guess, that potentially rope me in. And if what I'm, if you rope me in is contradicting what I've, the boundary that I've set in the beginning, well, you might, you know, not listening, you don't care what it is that I have to say or how I feel, you're disregarding, you know, my thought process or my emotional process, and it ultimately becomes selfish. So, while I could have very well within my own right continued to engage in the physical, you know, I mean, sex with her, it wouldn't have been responsible on my behalf because I saw what it was going to end up leading up to. So right. I think that emotional responsibility is a is a very, very uh, large key as far as when it comes to not playing with people because it's two sides to that coin. You know what I mean? So right. Um, before we um, before we continue, I wanted to say something. Um, I haven't told this part to Shannon, 
we're actually if you're able to we're gonna i would like to start 15 minutes early next week um because at 7 p.m uh which is an hour later we're gonna have a special conversation with dr vibe and me and a, a panel and the topic is going to be um part one of does christianity um interfere with uh black empowerment it's going to be part one all male panel and the following week is going to be all female panel that uh shannon will be on so um as well as others yeah it's going to be an hour later that that the only show on monday yes no no we're going to do uh we're doing the placeholder girlfriend slash boyfriend next week time is that uh it'll be it'll be 15 minutes early so it'll be 5 45 so be huh can it be 5 30 sure sure yeah we can do that okay. for sure great. so it's gonna be a good one though we have a great panel too uh an excellent panel so um and we're gonna uh we're gonna um so it's gonna be a good one okay so let's get back to it. Uh, the, the topic the topic is how aggressive should we seek love? Um, one thing that I, I notice, and and y'all can jump in if you think if you agree. When I mean people do this, I, I don't want to just put it as when you get past thirty five or forty. People do this also when they're in their twenties as well. But I seem to see it a lot when you know people that are like around my age or slightly younger or a little bit you know in that wheelhouse is the whole jump in the gun and jump in the gun. I'll paint a picture. A guy meets Shannon starts dating (laughs) Shannon. (laughs) He starts dating Shannon and then uh, he starts dating Shannon. And like within like a week or two, he's just like, she's it. She's it. Uh, You know, tag. She's it. (laughs) And he wants to start, you know, He's like, why are we bullshitting? You know, he wants you to get rid of Tinder. You know, he wants you to. He's already. You ain't, and you can fill in the blank. Yeah, and and look, it could be the same way. A woman is, he she starts going out with Ryan or or Anthony, and he's it like right away. She's like, oh, you're what I need. You know, insert man here. It's I got a story <laughs> to tell. All right, go ahead. you know. My one thing I hate is the whole insert man here. It's like she got her picture painted with her and everything else she want, and then the only thing is like a it's like an outline, almost like that Facebook thing when you don't have a, a profile picture, and all she needs to put is your image there to to have her picture painted. And dudes do the same thing, so I'm just using that as an example. So um, jumping the gun. So go ahead, uh, free. So, speaking of jumping the gun, now I feel like there's two sides to that story. You know, there is time knows or love knows no time mm-hmm. or distance. Right. And things of that nature. Because I got, I guess, maybe two stories. Okay. Um, there are two examples. There's one, though. Since I recently moved to Savannah, I've been here about a month and a half. Um, and because I moved down here, um, I've never been on any of, like, the dating apps or anything like that so mm-hmm. like I, i'm new here i don't know people i don't really know what there is to do i'm not a bar hopper type person or whatever so mm-hmm. let me jump on these apps and see you know uh was the tinder and bumble and black and uh whatever else was out there pof but that was i, I got rid of that quickly it was, <laughs> um so 
I had met. Apparently on Tinder, there's a thing super liked. <laughs> I unintentionally super liked because um, <laughs> I was learning the app and right. I was like, oh, I don't know how to take this back. So, <laughs> you know, she hit me up, you know what I mean? But, you know, and it wasn't that she was, I wanted to be liked, but I didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm like, I like your ass a whole lot. Um, <laughs> so we talked, text a couple times and Renee or whatever. So I'm like, yo, let's meet up for, for lunch. Um, because of everything going on in society, the world and all that, I'm like, let's pick the public place. We go out, whatever the conversation prior to us meeting in person was relatively fluid. It was decent, nothing really, uh, you know, mind-blowing, but I'm like, all right. So I get there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm early. Uh, <laughs> so that's a notable thing because my punctuality is something I'm still working on, but I'm early. Uh-huh. She gets there. She woke well, the first of all, the place she picked, because I don't know the area. I'm like, well, what's somewhere good for lunch? And she picks, picks Moe's. I always call it Moe's Soup Kitchen. So we had Moe's Soup Kitchen. And, um, we sitting in there, then we talk, and it was, she gave me pretty much her girlfriend slash wife resume. Oh, wow. Um, and again, it was not, I'm just curious, picking the brain a little bit, but we didn't really get into a very in-depth conversation. She was on her lunch break, took an extended lunch so that we could meet or whatever the case is. So, all right, cool. Well, we leave, we part ways. I go back to my respective domicile at the time. And um, as a matter of fact, I don't even know. I had just signed my lease the day before she and I met. Mm. And it's important to know, too. So I get back to where I am. And I get a text message. She was like, yo, look, I just want to go ahead and put it out there. What do you think about uh, dating exclusively? You know, not a relationship, but where we date, just date each other, and you know, we get to know each other and do these other things like that. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a relationship to me. <laughs> but I'm like, which I don't like the idea of exclusive dating is not an issue for me. But I did. I was like, hey, would, let me move here first. Let me settle in because I don't even live. Like I literally just signed my lease like a day, right. two days prior to it. It can't even dry on the digital paper. Like, <laughs> slow down. Um, but then she ended up telling me more in the phone conversation that day, and I'm like, oh no, you are a diva. And it was just some other things about it, like she had a four month old. I'm like, yo, is your is your box healed up yet? Like you got a fresh, brand new baby. What you mean? Where is this man? That, that you know, what I mean, you okay? She divorced and all that. And so while I don't feel like it was necessarily. She didn't say anything really out of the way as far as her desire to to date exclusively, but I don't feel like we had enough conversational interaction to where that was a quality decision. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, though, um, very, very unexpectedly, I was introduced to someone, and within after that introduction, within a month's time, it felt like it had been at least like a year and not in a bad way. Like, like when I assessed what, what the time frame was, like I was essentially kind of like all in. So it was just like the time frame really happens or this is really jumping the gun is determined on the connection that's made. Right. Um, so where it may be premature for one person and, you know, right spot on for the next so it's really just an individual gauge. Like, you know, there's no real barometer for what's too fast and what's too slow. Interesting. 
Um, so I'm, in other words, that was translated, that long story was translated into Julia first chick. You ain't got nothing on the other chick. I don't even talk to uh, Julia, whoever, whatever that is. Like, since then, we don't even, I don't even talk to her anymore because I know she was, uh, what she told me is that she felt like she was born to be a mother and a wife. And I'm like, you don't want to do nothing else with your life? Like, I mean, I get one to be those things, but like, you ain't got no hopes, dreams, and aspirations, no goals. So, you know? <laughs> I bet her sweet her sweet tea is probably amazing. It, I, don't, I don't know. She had a jiggly fat on her own. So oh, okay. Was probably was trash. <laughs> but um, uh, oh, what's up, Sam? Sam Teague is in in the chat room as well as Tracy uh, came in as well. Uh, Yes. Um, you know, it, I remember Most Def famously uh, met a woman and told her in the first five minutes of meeting her that he wanted to marry her. <laughs> you know, and he married her and it was a seven million dollar mistake. <laughs> you know, so. But I feel like, I mean, it can cost you, but it's, I mean, love right. is a gamble regardless because what are you putting on her? You're putting, uh-huh. you're trusting somebody that you don't know to yeah. be the person that you you know would allow you to to hold that space for them and them hold this space for you for their vulnerability for their transparency for that development of love and i'm i don't i think that it can work um Mm -hmm. you know even the whole love at first sight i think that's a real thing now what you do with that is really predicated on you know Mm -hmm. circumstances and things of that nature but i mean it was. It may have been a mistake for him, but it also could have been something that they could have worked out. We know, we don't really know that. Right. And so. He has a great song about that called "You You Are the One." Um. So, this idea of locking somebody up, right? Um, lo- I'm locking oh, it down. Right. I'm sorry, not locking okay. it up. Locking it down. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> He's like, no, that's what I do for a living. Uh, <laughs> locking someone up. My bad. Locking someone down. <laughs> Um, you know, like you hear people that they'll, you know, they'll confess that that's what they want to do pretty early. You're at, you know, you're at, um, Cracker Barrel with this person and they're like, you know, look, I want to lock you down, (laughs) you know, (laughs) you know, like, uh, I mean, you know, I don't know if I've ever just like right off the rip or somewhere in early stages just was like, yeah, five minutes, right? <laughs> but uh, I'm with stuff on that too. Yeah, uh, you can't feel like somebody is the one immediately and still take time to get to know them. Amen. Yeah, right. Like, you gotta develop. You know how the cake going when you look at the box. You know how the cake gonna turn out, but you still gotta take the process of putting all the ingredients right so it can bake to perfection. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um. Like, yeah, locking someone down, right? So, Ryan, you are, I see you kind of like, I don't want to say a shark because that sounds like it's an insult, but like a, uh, like a lion, like a, like a, uh, what's something in the Serengeti? Like a, you see your prey, you chase it down, you know, you put that death grip on it and then you bring it, you bring it back to the cave. Gives you that vibe. Well, I said you're, you're happening right now. You're, he yeah. said you're a go getter. Yeah, there go-getter. you go. So the idea of locking it down, right? I like, you know, I like her. She's good. She's what I want. 
Uh, so I need to lock this down. Like I ain't bullshitting. I know it's been a week. So who cares? I'm I'm like Donald Trump. I make I, decisions I, I, like I did, that. I did that already. Uh-huh. I did that already. Mm-hmm. When I was twenty, I don't know, twenty something, twenty five mm-hmm. or around that age, I met. Um, I knew my child's mom, mm-hmm. and you know she was dancing in my rap video. Oh and wow! I was watching. <laughs> Oh, nice. She, I had a rap video at the time. Never came out, but the, we we rented this uh, um, this bar. It was empty. It was called Cowboy or not Cowboys, a uh, Roadhouse or something like that. Anyway, mm-hmm. so she's on the stage and she's she's dancing, and I and my sister brought her, and I was looking at her like, "Damn, I want her." Right. And you know. And then when I was working, I was selling cell phones. She walked past me and she was in nice, like her boobs were pushed up. She was, she was wearing nice, like she had leather pants on and she was on high heels. She walked in and, uh, you know, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go for it. I went for it. We went on a date and then three days in, because I think I was dating like three girls at the time. Oh, use a pimp. I, well, at the time, like, a things have changed. <laughs> things have changed, but like at the time, I was dating three girls at a time, and third day in, I decided, I said, you know what? I don't want anybody else. And, uh-huh. you know, we had Malcolm and, and whatnot, but then, but that's that was then what I realized from that situation, though we were wrong for each other because we just grew apart. So I just learned just through over the years because I think I am the worst at just because I have so much going on. I don't want to date all the time. I don't want to go on Tinder all the time. So when I when you show all the qualities that I like or something, I'm immediately just like I'll make a deal. And that has always put me in the bad situation. He's like Shark Tank. <laughs> Right, that's what it sounds like. Yeah, put me in a no, but you know, like I let's make a deal. (laughs) It put me in a really bad situation. So I, I just learned over time, just through maturity, just you know, even if they have the qualities, take your time because, like, I've been put in a lot of bad situations because of me falling head over heels. Well, you know what they say in dominoes: study long, study wrong. (laughs) In life, right. So, yeah. so maybe, uh, you know, maybe he's right. They said, oh, he wants to know what you mean by deal. Let's make well, a deal. No, it's just a metaphor. <laughs> metaphor I, I thought you know, so. I, yeah. we're, we're not like people, especially these shows, everyone takes every uh, word literally. But, you know, yeah. it was just like, I just want you. Like I just want you. He he's not uh he's not um what's his name Richard Gere and Pretty Woman you know it's like he ain't making <laughs> no, them no, kind of deals. Let's make a deal. <laughs> right right. No, but, no like but when you find like I don't know I get really excited when because I'm I'm a sapiosexual right so like when you start t- talking certain ways I just my gears start running I'm like you know I just you know I want more of that right and. Uh, that's just my tendency, but I just think over 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 time, I've just learned to calm down. Mm. Can you be too cynical when it comes to love? Like, hell yeah! Like, it, all the signs are there that this person's right, but then in your head, you have this 
this thing that's just like, I don't know. I got to keep waiting for more signs. God, God didn't put a neon sign right in front of you. This is a person. But then you're like, I don't know. Maybe it was meant for my neighbor, the sign. You know, like, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, you could be too cynical. Uh-huh. Um, you can actually, you know, pretty much make this word up, synthesize yourself right out of, you know, your blessing. You know what I mean? Right. And so, um, but if you're fortunate enough to find somebody that, or you'll engage with somebody that can see that in you, and has, I guess, the appropriate amount of patience to allow you to kind of work your way out of that. Now, there's got to be an active effort to work yourself out of that cynicism. Um, and then some people like, you know, a challenge. <laughs> I found, my, found myself in a similar situation where there was a... <laughs> uh, <laughs> where there was, you know, this, this woman was I, to a degree cynical, but I think some of it was just a uh, self-preservation mode, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, because of all the different things that, you know, she has seen or experienced herself or by proxy, um, it's caused you to look at things with a side eye, but I don't think that it was, she was so cynical to the point where she wasn't willing to take the risk. Her risk was just much more calculated. Mm-hmm. I think as you get older, it's the risk assessment, you know what I mean? Um, uh, what is worth really putting this time and effort and energy into and what am I looking at is this and being able to actually see the red flags in present as opposed to hindsight and deciding whether or not this is something I am able to continue to work with them on or work you know through it with them on or it's a deal breaker so you you know I I think that the cynicism is not arbitrary I feel like it's it's something relative to someone you dated that was your that was your all and everything and that relationship didn't work so you carry that cynicism into new relationships because you're like okay that my last one was the greatest um and now you're looking at people and you're 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 judging them on everything that they do i think that um, cause I've just noticed that I noticed that within myself, I noticed it with people and a lot of the people that I know that are single now, you know, like for example, there was this one girl that I know that was single. I didn't realize. And she like anytime on Facebook, she would post, uh, memes, single life, like really dark memes. Right. And yeah. I'd be, be looking at her like, you know, what's going on with her. Right. And you know, she, I thought she liked me. I wasn't sure. I was kind of like, you know, trying to see where it was at. But I just think that her heart was set. But then I realized that her, her, her boyfriend had died. Oh. So I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I think that when you love somebody and you've loved someone, it's really hard to move onward to find, you know, someone new. Because that person fulfilled everything in your life. You know, and or maybe you have a standard in mind, but I think that I think a lot of cynicism, um, cynicism comes from past experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really once you know, you just it's hard for you to because everybody else that person was a everybody else is a B and C. How does someone not be cynical? Right, being emotionally responsible. That's how you not be cynical. You actually taking the time to heal and 
take inventory on where you are. That's how you avoid being cynical um, or grow from it. I won't say avoid from it uh, because I do agree that a lot of cynicism is warranted. So I'm not saying that it's not a you know a real thing or that it's not a, it is not the effect to the cause. However, how you get past anything, how you get you know up after you fell off your bike as a kid and ride the bike again, you got to make a decision consciously to get up even through this pain and as you're going through the healing process now i know how to not fall off this way maybe i'll fall off another way but again it it goes that it's not nothing is foolproof mm. it's not without the risk you know what i mean but it's the risk reward um great risk and great reward type thing so and again you make calculated risk okay what is this how much am i putting in here what is my return my roi my return on investment am i really seeing something you know what I mean? And that's when I think that's how you get out of it. Because I've definitely been jaded. I mean, after my marriage, I was jaded for a minute. But I took the time to really, um, yes, you can have a healthy amount of cynicism and, and skepticism. And I think maybe more so skepticism than cynicism. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, after my marriage, I, I was jaded. And I was, I didn't really feel like it was something that I could that I wanted to or even was a good candidate to be a part of that particular framework but after going through my own just personal inventory and taking responsibility over why the marriage was brought to his demise Mm -hmm. then I started to be able to see some things in a different light and be able to grow or build off of that you know that's that foundation or that build out of that rubble you know what I mean because that was a a castle that was built that was torn to pieces and so now I'm here again trying to figure out how I'm going to move forward but I can learn a lot from my past experiences in the positive the same way I can you know in a negative manner yeah this that I'm very hesitant when it comes to somebody who just got out of a long term relationship or marriage or something like that that rebound thing is real and you know that's something that uh, I definitely um, cause you end up becoming the bridge, uh, for the next person. Um, and, uh, we're actually going to kind of talk about that next week, um, in their, in the, um, episode called the, um, the placeholder boyfriend slash girlfriend. Um, but you know, I, I don't know, like I, as someone who's 43 years old, who, who's put a premium on settling down at this point, uh, who's never been married or had kids. Um, and I know a lot of people who are similar to me, men and women. Um, I don't have, I don't really have the pressure that maybe some women may feel, um, as far as maybe from an outside source, like, you know, like my family said, you, Hey, you know, you got to settle down. You know, I mean, you know, my mother may joke about it here and there, but um, it's no pressure, really. Um, so but I'm putting pressure on myself to a certain degree, like, you know, like. Uh, um, like I said, I don't want to be 50 with a one year old. You know, and everybody talking about, oh, your grandbaby, look, he cute. And I'm like, that's my that's my son. <laughs> you know like uh you know i don't i want i want to go through that you know and i want to be there you know as long as possible for my child too my dad was 45 when he had me by the way 
um, I wasn't his only child. I was, his, you know, the last one that he had. Uh, but um, so and at the time when he had me in 76, um, it was like, man, that's hey, you having another kid. Like it was like a deal, you know, and um, my mother was 35. I just kind of said her age. But anyway, uh, don't tell her. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the rest of the internet won't even. Right, right, right. She was ten years younger than my pops, and um, so, huh? So you just told his age too? Well, I mean, he didn't, my dad didn't care. You know, it's funny. This is so funny. I didn't know how old my mom was for a long time, like her age, and then somebody said something about him being. I knew my dad's, but not my mother's. And someone said. Uh, was having a conversation and somehow, oh, Taisha, how you doing, Taisha? Uh, someone said that th- th- something about them being 10 years apart. And then that's when I started doing the math and I finally realized how old my mom was. It was like a big deal at the time, uh, knowing what my mother's age was. But um, but I digress. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I put some pressure on myself. Um, not pressure, though. I don't want to say it like that, but... More like an end date. Like, all right, if I don't have a kid by 45, I ain't doing it, uh, which could change. I know it can change. Um, the marriage thing, I think there's no... Uh, stop talking. <laughs> um, the marriage thing, though, is um, is uh, different. You know, like, uh, I don't have an end date for marriage, but definitely, I don't know. I don't want to have a kid past a certain age but then who knows it I mean, could change you can shoot, shoot the clubs up now you know what i'm saying go ahead you know, you <laughs> find you a nice club that you want to shoot up, you know what i mean you know what i mean go ahead get your bad plumber's license and you know what i mean handle your business <laughs> you know you know what i i remember though not to make everything sad but i remember when my my pops passed away in 2013 and he was sick he was sick for a long time and i remember it dawning on me that I would never have a grandson to introduce to my pops, right? And that shit hurt me, right? Because I never even thought about it. I was like, it just dawned on me that even if, and I had a girlfriend at the time, right? And I was like, I, you know, I didn't know how much time my dad had, you know, because uh, at that point. And I remember just going through a weird emotion, wanting to have a, like, we should have a kid right now. You know, like hopefully that he, the kid will be at least be able to be in um, uh, pictures with my my father, right? And kudos to her because I know I was on one at that point, <laughs> and she just kind of she she didn't say no or anything. She was just like, yeah, okay, you know, like because I guess she probably figured it that would pass, you know. Yeah. And um, because I like kind of lost my mind, it's just like it popped on me, like oh my god, like. So, um, but, uh, you know, that, that's the one thing I had to regret. Then I started thinking like, well, why did I live life so careful? Like, maybe I should have been reckless, you know, like maybe, maybe I should have. Honestly, I can't, <laughs> I can't lie. I've had some similar thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since come to a more clear frame of mind, Amen. but you know, um, uh, <laughs> I've thought about that cause, and it's not that far. Those thoughts aren't, aren't that far away because, and I'm 36, 37. Mm-hmm. I'll be 37 this year. I got I have friends who mm-hmm. um, maybe aren't married. They've had their children either right after high school. Some of them right in high school. Mm-hmm. So we talking about 
you know, 10, 12-year-olds. And, you know what I mean? It's like, man, y'all got practically teenagers. Well, y'all got teenagers right. around, not now. And, man, like, if I have a kid now, who my kids going to grow? My kids grow <laughs> my friends, you know, kids. They right, right. Around. That's a whole generation away. You know? Right. Me, me being in my... I guess I'm in my late thirties now. Yeah, I guess my almost late thirties. <laughs> it's like there are more and more women who don't want to have more kids because of being closer to forty and, and whatnot. And it was like it's like, damn, I feel like I'm being punished for waiting. Like all this time I've been taught or grown up, don't have a marriage. I mean, a child out of wedlock and all right. that type of stuff. And that wasn't the only reason because I can't say that I was one hundred percent responsible every time I engaged in some copulation. However, <laughs> right, me too. Um, I was more careful than not. Hence, I don't have any children now. And it's like, well, am I out of luck? Am I out of luck right now? Because then it's like, well, you can get a younger chick. I'm like, what I'm gonna do with a twenty-something-year-old? Like, I'm almost I'm like right. forty is closer than twenty is, and or than twenty-five. So I'm like, yeah, what I'm gonna do right now? So I've had those thoughts. Of, okay. Well, I'm glad I don't chicks. feel uh, alone in that. Because <laughs> I like I'm lost like, it for like a minute. Like I was told up about that. I'm like. You know, because I always saw that as, like, one of my good qualities that I, you know, that was responsible and all that. And then I started thinking, like, why was I so damn responsible? You know, like, you know, so I'm glad now, though. I'm glad now because I'm where I'm supposed to be, you know. Um, I'm glad that I didn't have with certain individuals. Right, right. There are a couple that I wouldn't have minded, but there are certain. And now I wouldn't just to pull out my because not only do I not have any children, I do not have any gifts that I can spread around to the world. Right? Right. So it's definitely not just been the pull and pray. Now, if it was my, I was in my relationship, that's something different. Yeah, it definitely was. I was mm. Dominique Dawes with the dismount, you know, in my <laughs> relationship, but, um, <laughs> how, how old is plan B? It's, I don't know, man. Who is it? Margaret Thatcher? Um, or what his name is? Um, Margaret something. Yeah. Like, um, for Planned Parenthood, Margaret. No, no, uh, plan B, plan B, the pill that you can, you know, um, oh, I mean, but it came out of Planned Parenthood. That's what I'm thinking. About. Oh, okay. is it know. that old? It was, it, is it, is it yeah, it was the it was the morning after pill. Morning after, right? That's what they called it. And yeah. then Plan B, and then like Next Choice, and it's got so many different. I mean, I can't lie that I have bought a couple in my day. Um, <laughs> I'm going half on a couple. <laughs> you know what? I I've bought it, but I've never had the girl do it, and. Oh no, we agree. Uh, yeah, we gonna have one this pill. Yeah, go <laughs> yeah. Uh, does it work if you like put it in a smoothie? Really? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't do so. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just messing with you. Hey, Maurice just came in the chat room. Let's go and change that topic. <laughs> Maurice yeah, is in the chat. Uh, so. Uh huh. No, you are not alone in that particular thought. But I'm not upset that I don't. I do think about it now. Like, yo, if I would have had. Cause I see people with like almost yeah, thirteen year olds, right? And right. it's just like, yo, you got a, like a whole person that you can like kick it with, right? Which I do want the, I do want the experience from the beginning, from conception to the exit, exiting the celestial portal to bring it into this you know, world and all. Like, like I want that whole, that whole thing. But sometimes it seems a little bleak. The you, more time passes. You, you know what, though? I tell you, I've become a sap over seeing uh, anything, with, especially a father and their their son or their daughter. Um, I've just been totally a sap uh, 
with when it comes to that kind of stuff. So like when I see brother Ryan and his son and, um, you know, that just moves me, you know, to see what a great relationship they have and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, cause you know, I, I think, you know, it makes me think about my relationship with my father, the kind of relationship I want to have with, uh, any child that I bring into this world as well. So, you know, and I'm glad to see, um, you know, I'm glad to see such great role models like Ryan. And even though Stephanie is a woman, uh, I see her with her son. She handles her business. She does, definitely. And um, I'm sure I, I don't want to leave anybody out. Uh, Jen and her kids and, you know, and, uh, you know, it's it. It makes me feel like, you know what, the 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 issues I had in the past you know, I'm, I think I'm ready, you know, um, to go, maybe not today. Give me like about a <laughs> month or two to, you know, get rid of some stuff. But, uh, you know, <laughs> but I mean, you go ahead and plant the seed today. You got nine months to go. Ahead. All right. I got nine months to get my shit together. <laughs> sometimes we just need to change our habits because right. I think that, you know, if we're sitting in our our rooms all day on the computer or, you know, doing whatever it is, mm-hmm. going to work and coming home and not, you know, like sometimes you just need to switch up the flow because like going to the gym, mm-hmm. working out or whatever, that totally changes the energy, the vibe, mm-hmm. you know, and, and in one month, you know, because like I, I think that like when you're at a certain age and you're you, you want to have a kid and you want to have a family, sometimes you got to we get to a certain point where we don't want to do nothing. We don't want to work out. We don't want to eat healthy. We don't want to mm-hmm. um, elevate ourselves or change our situations, but we, but we want someone new to come in. So I think it's kind of a give and take in that, in that situation, because like wanting a kid and wanting a family, like no one can change that, that, you know, um, that feeling, but what are you willing to do to, to get to that point as well? Cause you know, when you say rushing into a relationship or trying rushing to find love, it's like really you should be rushing to develop yourself and rushing to, you know, to elevate yourself to a certain degree. Can I mention one thing? Cause Stephanie has been uh, poking, poking me through the comments. Um, she said, I claimed that I don't want to have a relate, uh, that I didn't want to have a relationship last week. Okay. So, um, I just wanted to say, like, yeah, I'm in a relationship, but that was a relationship that um, I just changed the status on my um, on my Facebook because I've been talking to someone that I just want, you know, to just see. I don't want to be in an open relationship or anything like that, but I'm still taking my time, you know, like I'm taking my time with that person because, like, I just don't want to make the same mistakes that I made in the last. I've been really bad been really mm-hmm. bad these last couple of years um just trying because i've like i got a business i want to you don't want to settle down i want to work life balance and the more i wanted those things the more it just made my relationships you know kind of fall apart because i rushed into things too much so this time you know yeah i said that last month and i still believe in that i don't want to be I don't want to settle down too quickly without making sure that you know things work and that the relationships built like what I was saying earlier in this in this in this live stream is coming from you know 
my experience. Like, you we you have to really develop a relationship with that person, and 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 that's that's just out of all the failures that I've had, I think that's where I've come to. You know, so I just want to clarify that, no, not just no. getting into relationship and you know and uh, doing what I did before and letting everyone know who and putting my business out there because it's so damaging. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, hey, man, I look, I wish you all the success in the world. And I, you know, like I said, I, I really, really, sometimes I do these shows for therapy, <laughs> you know, so I'm trying to get at something myself. So, uh, but I, I want to thank you fine people for uh, coming on the program tonight um, and remember, I just want to I want I want y'all to remember next week we will be on 30 minutes early. And then after that, we're going to have a great discussion, great panel, um, me and Dr. Vibe. And uh, we're going to be talking about does um, does Christianity interfere with uh, black empowerment? And this is not going to be no church bashing type thing. So, you know, I think that, you know, I, I grew up in a church. My grandfather was a pastor, uh, minister. And, uh, you know, so and I cherish uh, I cherish the time that I I felt like the church made me into helped make me into a man. So um, but, you know, there's some things I feel like we need to talk about. And then um, the following week, um, we'll have the, all the ladies panel. So that should be really cool, too. So, uh, with that said, we'll start off with you, Ryan. How can we get you in social media, and, and how can we check out your programs? Um, at Hustle Zone TV, uh, just go to. Um, we're now on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Switcher, um, or Stitcher, or something like that. Stitcher, yeah. Um, Acast, Google Podcast. If you type in, we have one podcast that's going on right now, but I got two others that are pending. Uh, one is called Go Live and Prosper. You'll be able to hear um, it, it's it's my podcast for my business, but we talk about entrepreneurs. It's not necessarily um, Afrocentric. It's just you know what I mean. It's just it's my podcast. I'm bringing everyone on, but you guys will be able to find um, Hustle Zone TV, and then there's another one that's going to be about Black history, Black empowerment, and whatnot. So make sure to follow us at Hustle Zone um, and hustle zone tv you can find us on facebook youtube and instagram and all the major social medias like twitter all right all right shannon how can we get you in social media and all that good stuff social media facebook twitter instagram shannon ford like the president hyphen jefferson like the president all right all right and you can get me at kente f on twitter kente ferguson that's f-e-r-g-e-r-s-o-n on um, Instagram, and of course, the website is ndradio.org. That's I-N-D-Y radio.org. And we'll be back, like I said, 30 minutes early, uh, 5.30 Pacific, 8.30 Eastern, for um, the uh, placeholder boyfriend slash girlfriend. So that's next week. So, uh, all right, with that said, you guys have a beautiful week. God bless you. And, um, you know... Uh, go Kansas City. How to show up with Coca-Cola energy. You're tired and you're thinking of canceling on your friends. Don't do it. Every time you cancel on a friend, 
a unicorn loses its horn and becomes a regular horse. Do you really want that on your conscience? Instead, grab an ice-cold can of Coca-Cola Energy with delicious Coke taste and reinvigorating energy. Keep the unicorns alive! Show up every day with Coca-Cola Energy. Energy you want, taste you love. As a deli counter guy, I know pastrami. But ever since Wiener Schnitzel brought back their pastrami, where are my customers? Okay, fine, I don't put mine on a hot dog and Wiener Schnitzel do. Or pile them on chili cheese fries. Or, you know, make them into a sandwich. Wait, I do do that. Maybe not as good. And yeah, I had Wiener Schnitzel's pastrami and it was delicious. Thankfully, it's only here for a limited time or I'd be done. What are you going to do? <laughs> I guess go to Wiener Schnitzel and get some pastrami three ways. Am I right? <laughs>